NZ Aerosports, Icarus Canopies, now Gyro. That's right, we've rebranded, and Gyro is our next generation. It honours our founder, as that's the name we knew him by, but Gyro also marks the start of a new chapter. And not to be biased, but it's going to be fucking epic. Long story short, we're more us than ever. So if you're new to the sport, or even a Sky God Ninja Turtle, welcome. I think our valiant leader Lucy, Gyro's daughter, Says it best. And we still got that fuck your attitude. <laughs> Rebrand! Woo! Rebrand woo indeed, Lucy. Anyway, head over to gyro.com for more info and get amongst your legends. I was 19, broke, unemployed, and sold my girlfriend's canopy for drug money. So, I thought I'd better sell her a new one. What a sentence and what a story. This describes the humble yet outrageous beginnings of NZ Aerosports, the home of Icarus Canopies, in the words of our founder himself. From getting a paratrooper toy from his mom, watching parachutes at the DZ as a six-year-old, jumping off the wharf with a parachute made from bedsheets, doing his first jump at 16, sewing his first canopy on a borrowed machine at 19, and starting to sell parachutes out of a garage in 1986, Paul Gyro Martin had an undying love for the sky. Our company started with one man with the wildest of spirits in a true blue sky dream, a renegade. In the time that Gyro created and ran the Icarus Canopies brand until he passed away in 2017, he pushed everything he had to its limits. We miss him and we always will. Gyro is the next generation of NZ Aerosports. It honors our founder, of course, because it was the name we all knew him by, but Gyro the rebrand also marks the start of a new chapter, our next jump. Gyro is the space between sound and silence, art and science, chaos and calm. Gyro is a state of epic tranquility that transcends understanding. That moment, in the door, in free fall, mid-swoop, where nothing but the present exists. A perfect balance of euphoria and thrill. Gyro captures our passion for flying and our commitment to designing break-the-fucking-rules canopies that deliver pilots pure, wild flight. Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go! Back in the can for another edition of the Lunatic Fringe podcast with a familiar face. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am Chris Stewart. I am a. Oof, I haven't been doing too much test jumping lately, but I'm a test jumper at Gyro, uh, formerly NZ Aerosports. Uh, and I do a lot of our media production, sort of social media content creation. And I am the athlete coordinator and sponsorship coordinator. Sort of you, one role. I'm not sure if I said that last time. You, actually, I don't think you did because that's gone through a couple of different uh, hands throughout the last few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had uh, we had it we had it originally with another guy, and then um, Hayden, one of our former athletes, uh, actually. Um, so he was doing a really good job, and then just just like many skydivers, moved on. 
our life changed. And so they handed the role over to me and then obviously just kept piling me up with more positions. So my email signature is ridiculous. We just, obviously with the rebrand, we just updated all our stuff and I was like, oh, I'm going to add all the titles in. And it's like, it's like a small paragraph now what I do. So <laughs> if you get an email from me, I am sorry for that. But yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of funny too, because I think you and I periodically talk when we're uh, doing different stuff between Gyro and the podcast. And, and uh, every time it's a, hey, who do I talk to about this? And you're like, oh, it's me. Okay, cool. Who yeah, do I talk yeah. to about that? <laughs> oh, that's fucking me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It. it is quite funny. It's quite funny that one. But no, it's good, man. It's good. I think that the, the cool thing about that having all those roles is, especially with the weather being terrible right now in New Zealand, um, I can bounce between. So I was test jumping yesterday. Today, I mean, this is awesome to start the day with the podcast with you. And then I've got a bunch of athlete stuff I'll have to get through, a bunch of artwork I'll need to create. And then, yeah, so it's a, it's a good, it's, it's a bit of diversity. It's kind of like, if you're on a drop zone, instead of just doing tandems, it's nice to do AFF outside camera. It changes it up. So it sure. keeps, keeps things interesting. Sure. Well, now, now usually this is the time when I'll get you to recap. But uh, before we stop on this subject, because you do so many things, including like graphic design and, and uh, a lot of the stuff for social media, did you have training for that? Or is this just shit you've learned over the years? Man, it's all just self-taught, eh? Like uh, I always I used to joke around and call it the... Uh, the University of GY, Google and YouTube. And, uh, <laughs> mate, University of GY, how good. So, I don't know. I just, I remember when I was younger, I bought this camcorder and I just used to, uh, back in the day, the old DV tapes. And me and my mates just used to just film stupid shit. And I just would do these silly little edits and didn't really think too much of it. It was just, I don't know why I got into it. I just enjoyed it. Actually, I remember I had a, uh, when I was younger, one of my things that, you know, would have killed me if I didn't find skydiving was uh, motorbikes. Uh, and I had this little hot, had this little Honda, and obviously years before any action camera existed. And I remember gaffer taping this hand cam, like you know, for those obviously who are just listening, yeah. and it's about the size of a couple of fists. And uh, I just gaffer taped it to the front of my motorbike, and it was the shakiest, most horrible footage. But at the time, I just thought it was the most amazing thing. It was me like cutting through traffic, being an idiot, but I was like, this is it. This is the future. And then now, <laughs> you know, you look at GoPros and stuff. But yeah, yeah. So oh, I, I know. got that camera and then, yeah, so I got that camera and then just started learning. I mean, I had the the old Windows. I don't even remember what the editing software was, something really basic. And then just kept learning and learning and learning. And then, um, you know, to cut a long story short, I basically got to the point where I was making a few uh, edits for boogies and stuff like that. And then Aerosports kind of found out. I think I've touched on this in the past, but basically Aerosports saw that saw that I was doing that. I was already a sponsored athlete, knew that I was swooping. So it kind of went hand in hand as we want you to do some test jumping, film some stuff and create some content for us for release videos. So yeah, it's definitely evolved over my time at Aerosports. I've learned how to use Photoshop a lot more. Uh, so quite proficient in Photoshop and um, Illustrator. Nice. A pro by any stretch, but... Now I still have to Google things every now and then when I'm when I'm a little bit lost. But sure. yeah, no. So self self taught or self taught taught by the internet. Sure. Um, but man, it's it's amazing how far you can go. I think we've discussed that as well. Uh, just what you can learn from just Googling. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I remember thinking um, it was actually in a recent uh, conversation when the, the rebrand was happening. And I believe you used a term like we have brand marketing guidelines. And I went, oh, shit. He's like fucking yeah. professional and shit over there. 
<laughs> Mate, we just, well, with the rebrand, one of the one of the things that people don't realize it's actually um, it's a manufacturer who said it, and he was quite robbed. The manufacturer was really stoked. We sat down with them before the brand and you know let them in on what's happening because they were designing a lot of our a lot of our swoop tops and well they were printing them. Sorry, and um, he was like, oh, it's good because the old brands with uh, you know Icarus and NZ Aerosports, he was like, apparently we had five different yellows that he had on file. I was like, why do we have five? But you should only have one yellow, you know, the yellow and the old logo. So he was like, let's consolidate. I was like, this is perfect. So the company we worked with for the rebrand gave us this brand guide and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's good because it makes things clear, which is, sure. which is nice. Yeah. There's no, there's no wiggle room. It's, this is how it is. Yeah, I mean, it's all been designed a specific way, the amount of work that goes into it, like that logo, uh, for anyone listening, I did not design the logo. We worked with, a, yeah, looking good in the background there, the yeah, yeah. blades. Um, we worked with a company who, you know, they really cool company, and they went through this process with us and gave us a few options. And, um, yeah, I mean, look, to be honest, there, there was an, actually another version, different logo that I really liked, and then Lucy chose this one. Lucy, uh, our valiant leader. And I, at the time, I was kind of disappointed. And now looking at it, it was such the right decision. I can't imagine us having any other logo than, than you know, than the, it's called an ambigram. As ambigram, well, yeah. Uh, wondering. Yeah, yeah. So you flip it up the other way, it still reads. Um, yep. So that was Lucy, who, who honestly, she was the, she was the one who's like, no, this is, this is more us. And she was so right. So nice. Props to her, you know. Nice, she, nice. She crushed it. Love it. Now, um, for those that haven't listened to uh, our talks before, don't know too much about uh, uh, what you've done, give me a brief synopsis of your career up to now. <laughs> I try to make this brief every time. It ends up being half the bloody talk. Um, <laughs> so I actually I started skydiving in 2008 in New Zealand in Methven. Uh, some of you will know the skydiving school. It used to be based down there. Um, so I did this school there. I moved to Byron Bay for what, part of the course, which is your work placement. Um, and then they offered me a job, and then through working there, you know, skydiving, like most industries, it's all about who you know. Met the right people who became good friends, and uh, they got me a job in Norway, in Voss. And that's really where my career kind of got propelled uh, through being on the one call. <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> through being on the uh, one call demo team, um, and then yeah, just filming. Did a lot of camera work for them. Uh, a lot of stunts and that kind of led to also you know obviously i'm very focused on canopy i mean if people want to go free fly i point them in a different direction <laughs> uh, but I, you know i'm pretty much a swiffer through, through so yeah i just built my skills there traveled the world competing uh fortunate enough to do some really cool demos be involved in some really cool uh projects and things like that and then got picked up by aerosports as, as one of my sponsors oh, i can't even remember now years ago before <clears throat> before Petra and then um, and then yeah they snaked me and then well not snaked me they picked me up and luckily gave me a job and <laughs> it was only meant to be part-time to begin with and then it uh, I remember after my first summer Attila was like uh, so you're coming back and at the start of that summer he was like oh we don't know how much work we're gonna have for you and by the end of it he was like you are coming back I was like, yeah. So, and I just yeah spent a few years bouncing between Europe and New Zealand and now I'm uh, more based in New Zealand. Nice, nice. I mean, it's been a hell of a ride. It, it's funny how time flies, and it does fly. I mean, I can't believe this. The podcast has been going on almost four years now, and and uh, we've been working together for three. 
Yeah, when was my first on it? I it's crazy. It seems like this last week. Yeah, and, I know, uh, right? I remember when you asked, like, it must be time for another one. I'm like, we did one not too long ago, but <laughs> I don't know what it is. As you get older, the years seem to accelerate. Uh, they do go by. They do go by. So, yeah. uh, obviously, it's been a, a nice journey for you. You've had great opportunities along the way, and there's been a lot of change. But uh, I remember in our first conversation, there was definitely a, a wild side to Chris Stewart. And now it's this kind of business side guy. What I mean, do you look now and do you see that transition now that you're getting a little further in your career? Do you look back and go, fucking hell, I can't believe. I think, yeah, man, I think I think I recognize that I've changed. Uh I still at the core think I'm, you know, I'm me. I'm still willing to do, I wouldn't say stupid things, but I'm still willing to push the envelope. However, uh I am definitely more, uh, my roles now in the way I've diversified in, in the industry, you know, like, don't get me wrong, I loved jumping every day and it was awesome. But I mean, that, that's, that shit is hard on your body. I think you can be a test. We were just talking about your road, like our injuries, our yeah. dual shoulder injuries. So um, I, I, when people ask me about it, I say, I want skydiving to be a part of my life for the rest of my life but I don't want skydiving to be my life for the rest of my life. So yeah. I, I like having things outside of it. I like that I can take little breaks now and come back to it. Uh, I'm happy that when I'm at swoop comps now, I, I have this this feeling when we were in Arizona last year, I was sitting in the plane and I was like, normally I'm, I'm so determined to get in the top 10, which I, I was. And when I don't, I'm disappointed. I think now when I look at it, I was like, I'm not going to make the top 10. I'm like, yeah, top 20 is pretty good. I haven't competed for like two or three years. It's fine. <clears throat> and then I also look at it and go, you know, like we're doing this for fun. I know there's people I think I've just touched on before, like props to the people who are going absolutely maximum effort. It's amazing. Uh, but, you know, I'm really comfortable with where what I've done. I think, I think you would be the same. You've done so much in your career, not to say that I've done as much, but you you get to a point where it's like, I'm, you know, I'm content with my career. I, there's a lot of younger people coming through now who are willing to push the envelope straight away. You know, I see them do stuff. And I'm like, that's probably, I'll leave that to you for now. <laughs> um, but I, I, still, I still have this drive to do projects. I just think I've just found a really nice balance to my life now that is like, I don't need to be in the bubble all the time. Sure. It's nice to, it's nice to, I, you appreciate, I feel like as you get older, you'll recognize that you appreciate the bubble when you leave the bubble. And I remember when we were actually when I was in Arizona last year talking to Peter Mazetta. And when I started skydiving, he was just all he was doing was jumping and it was just like, this is the dream. And he was a load organizer and awesome dude, awesome skydiver. And uh when I was in Arizona, he was just like, I'm a skipper now. Him and um Yokosama went away and did theirs and I think uh, Alex Amad and a, a group of guys who, you know, who are you know what we'd probably call the old guard now. Sorry fellas. Yeah, uh, myself included in that. Um, and they were just like, we did our skippers course, and his just we were talking a little bit about tunnel and stuff like that. And then when he started talking about the boats, his eyes just lit up, and I was just like, you know, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, man. this guy who all I saw was this this tunnel tunnel god and sky god who was just the man. He's just found such a passion outside of skydiving as well. I think, I think for people listening, <laughs> they might be like, that's never going to be me, but I think you'll find in like ten years it probably will be you. Well, and, and the the finding the activities outside of skydiving that you have a passion for, just increase your passion for skydiving when you go back and do it. Exactly. 
when it's all skydiving, it's very, it's very easy to have some of that passion get sucked away. And for guys like you and I that, um, still work in the industry that doesn't involve jumping. Um, that actually for me is a great reset because here I get to sit and shoot the shit with people and talk about all these great things that people are doing. And then remember a lot of the fun things that I've done jumping and I'm not in an airplane 10 hours a day, five days a week when I really don't want to sit and talk about skydiving when I've just been, you know, screaming at jumpers all day. Yeah, so it, sure. it's, you know, it's really nice to be able to step back. And so now when I go to the drop zone, it's exciting again. And I get that buzz and that tingle again, and that passion is still there. And that's because it's not an everyday thing. Not to say that people that are doing it every day can't have that passion, but I don't know too many that can have that an entire career. Yeah, for sure. No, no, I, I, I agree 100%. And I, th and I think it, it makes you, if you have this amazing thing all the time, then it sort of, at some point, it's no longer amazing. It's sort of kind of like that. If every day was perfect. No day is perfect. So yeah, yeah. You, to appreciate things, it's nice to take a step back. And and um, earlier this year, like the, the things that I never thought I'd do, you could, like you're in the industry so much now that you're kind of at the same time. You're not in the industry to a certain degree. It's kind of like we went to, I guess it's like, would you say like behind the curtains? So we were at the PIA this year and I'm there shooting the shit and you're, you're very much involved in the industry, but you don't need to be on a drop zone every day to, you know, to really embrace it and enjoy it. It's really, it's something I'm really grateful for, to be honest. So, oh yeah. And, and Gyro, you know, formerly NZA is just, was my my sort of gateway to to being in this position so very grateful for that oh absolutely well and and it's the same for me it's it's uh, i really get to enjoy having taken a step back and and uh, uh like you and and the PIA you're involved in the community in a way that's not necessarily active and jumping but you're deep in the community and the podcast for me and my association with Gyro because the podcast has done so well with them has allowed me to meet and talk to and um, converse with people that I probably never would have met otherwise. And I've met some fucking badasses getting just these incredible stories. So for me, I'm even deeper into the community jumping less, which is bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, so, cool. it's, 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 it's an awesome, yeah, it's an awesome thing to be. It's, it's a good position to be in, especially like you say, like when you go on a drop zone now, you appreciate it and you're yep. still, you're probably to a certain degree in many ways more involved in skydiving now because being on a drop zone, just doing tandems or flying, you know, nine, 10 hours a day, yep. you're in the plane, you go home, you, you yep. know, you've not shot the ship with anyone, you've not you know, had a beer or just, you, so this is kind of, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's a, like I said, I think you're the same I very much appreciate the position I'm in now that I'm so I'm heavily involved in skydiving, but I'm not jumping anywhere near as much as I used to. Sure. So I'm probably more involved in the industry than I was when I was just on the drop zone because you, you know, you're involved in so much more stuff. So Oh, very much so. Yeah. Well, now, um, I know you've kept incredibly busy over the last year because um, the whole uh, gyro formerly NZ team just fell off the face of the earth. You guys were fucking hard to find because you were so busy and it was it was funny because everybody was like just be ready something's coming we can't tell you anything about it but something's coming be ready and I'm like okay all right cool i'll wait i'll wait and i had no clue what was coming up and you guys all came up for air at the same time and every one of you was fucking exhausted but happy yeah man the rebrands 
we, uh, <laughs> we, we, it, you know what? It's, uh, it was amazing. I was actually the project lead on it. So I was uh, overseeing everything. Really grateful for that position. Again, the trust that the company put in me. Um, I said yes. I think I think about two months into it after saying yes, I was like, well, should I have said yes to that? <laughs> but no, I'm really glad I did. It's, it's nice to challenge, you know, to challenge yourself no matter what industry or area you're in. So um, no, it was it was good. It was exciting. There was, I mean, we had uh, meetings yeah, over a year, well over a year ago now with um, a few companies where they were st- we were starting to align our values and, you know, try and find what's called like your brand essence and all this sort of stuff and start getting start putting things down to see what direction we were going to go in and who we were so the actual discussion of the rebrand had been on the cards for for a while um and i think lucy really she had a speech and explained it really well in that video but you know we're more us than ever to a certain degree we we were doing really cool stuff uh prior to the rebrand but like i don't know from a creative point of view we whether people saw it or not, but we were just kind of going through the motions to a certain degree. Sure. And now the rebrand's just just given us this, um, I don't know, it's just like this new life. So Revitalized, yeah, for it, sure. Yeah, 100%. And it's really cool because from my position as uh, with the athlete, working with the athletes and sponsorship and stuff, I've gotten quite a few um, really nice emails from people going, I've got my new swag, absolutely love it. And even they're feeling invigorated to we want to, we're going to create more content. So excited to jump and represent the brand. So I think it's helped uh, like a lot of people, not just us. Uh, sure. Just to, just to get a second wind, you know. So, but yeah, big, big old job. Um, many moving parts. Okay. Definitely learned a lot from it. Uh, what, what? We're never, we're not going to rebrand uh, again. Any to probably not in my lifetime. <laughs> so, uh, many things we learned from it that we'll probably never get to use. But no, it was, it was a really cool experience. Um, was there was there a specific yeah. event that was a catalyst for it, or was it just a, a, a number of things that brought about the change? Um, I think Lucy, I think Lucy had been thinking about it for a while, and she was she was obviously you know the driving factor for it. And then um, we just obviously with the other company with the, with the same name, we the one that shall not be named. <laughs> be <shamed. laughs> It's done now. It's only gyro. You know, yeah. Everyone's heard, everyone's heard them. That, that, that fella went too high to the sun. He's gone. Um, so with them, it was just we just needed to sort of break free and just be be us. Sure. So I think one of the lot, yeah, one of the lines, I think I just said it before, but you know, we're more us and ill, which is so true. We we were kind of shackled to this this name, which was which is a huge part of us. You know, sure. People were very attached to it, and so were we. So it was, it was not an easy decision, but it's just, it's allowed us to like the on paper, you know, on paper or, you know, in, in the artwork, the name and stuff has changed and the graphics changed, but we just get, get where we can get back to our roots and be us and sure. really push it heavy. And like, um, I was talking about people excited, like yourself is a really good example, Like you were, uh, you know, you had all these amazing ideas, you're messaging me and you could just, and these were in messages and you know how it's really hard to, to perceive someone's like have the tone of a message, yeah, it's not hard when you were messaging me. I was like, <laughs> Dean is fucking excited, you know, he is absolutely jazzed by this, which is awesome. It kind of really summarized everything like that. That that excitement wasn't just in house; it was already overflowing to everyone else. So, oh yeah, yeah. 
I was stoked because yeah. um, when as soon as I got uh, got wind of it, and and uh, Shan told me that this was the rebrand was happening, and I got a good idea from it, and then you gave me the graphics. I'm like, awesome! I've got a shitload I need to do. I've got a lot of reworking of the the podcast that needs to be done, a lot of reads that have to be changed, a lot of a, a lot of the visual stuff that needs to be changed. Fucking cool, you know? Because I'm I'm nine months into semi retirement as a pilot. And I got to admit, at the nine month mark, shit's get a little boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, "You're fine." I got a project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, nice. Now the big kickoff was at the Gyro Boogie. How yeah, was that? Yeah, so that that was yeah that was an, that was that was another level. So obviously we were out at um, Funny Farm, <laughs> which is you know, which is in the middle of nowhere. Also, we're doing a rebrand and there's no internet out there. There's no signal. So I think there was there was like one of the buildings out there. If you went into the corner and huddled and held your phone up, you could get a, get a message or two in and out. Um, so that was, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was awesome. That was always the plan to do the kickoff with, you know, we wanted a big party, a big event. We hadn't done a gyro boogie for a few years, obviously. Uh, and Lucy was like, "This is this is going to be it." So a lot of planning into that. Big shout out to Roger and all the crew out there, Noodle, Bogsy, and stuff like that. They they basically we the previous um, gyro boogies have been a lot smaller, and I've actually helped had done a lot to do with the organisation. This one was Roger. Roger was like, "Give me your money, I'll give you what you want," and and they delivered, man. They came through. So it was really nice, especially around the rebrand that we didn't really have to uh, worry about that being organised. They just did it. So, uh, I guess for people who weren't aware, we basically went out to the middle of the outback. We didn't tell anyone it was a rebrand. We had a bunch of pull-ups. We had all the swoop tops that we gave to our athletes um, who, who were the load organizers. So, people just thought they were, you know, just for the boogie. And then basically jumped and partied for a week. Took the partying easy, obviously, because, we, you know, we were jumping to a certain degree. And then um, on party night, which was Friday night, Lucy got up, gave a speech. And just basically said, so, you know, this is our new logo. You've actually been seeing it all week. And some people had kind of figured out something was going on. Scott others being Scott others. Other people were completely oblivious. Sure. Uh, but it was just like, I mean, Lucy sort of said, we're now Gyro. And, you're, you know, you guys are the first to know. And just the chair erupted. And it was there was like a chant of Gyro start, like, started. And it was just the atmosphere was awesome. And the, and the vibe was so good. Uh, and it was cool to be a part of. And... If I'm honest, it was a relief to be like, oh, God, I don't need to keep a secret anymore. Yeah, right? Because, I mean, I was one of the first people, uh, there was a group of us here, and obviously being part of the design team, you've got to be involved from the get-go. And I knew we were doing it very early on. So there was a group of us who knew. And we didn't even tell the staff, like the, the machinists and stuff like that, and the, the riggers for, we told them a few months before. Like, they're like, right, now's the time. And it was just like, oh, we can talk about it in the factory because there was a time there where, like, I'm in, in the office and I'm on my computer and I had all this design work open. It was like, people are allowed, like, if people are looking at my monitors, they can see this big logo and it's like, what's going on? So, I mean, it, it had to have yeah. been a relief. Now, for, for those that don't know, haven't heard, haven't been because they jump in the States, describe as briefly as you can what Funny Farm is and what kind of environment you guys released this information okay funny farm is uh, so it's this it's basically roger mulkey 
and the Mulkey family. I own a farm in the middle of the outback in um, Queen, I, I think it's still in Queensland. I believe so. It's, few, it's like four hours inland from Brisbane, Australia, which is on the east coast. So you basically just drive out to this farm and there's, they've done really good. The facilities have been updated, but basically you just camp in the middle of the outback. They fly in a few, a few aircraft and you just jump. There's, you're not going to get any noise complaints. You can party as loud as you want. You can, like, you're, you're literally, you're 30 minutes from a, I don't even know if they call it a town. It's basically a gas station. There's no houses around it. There's a gas <laughs> station. That's 30 minutes away. The nearest town is an hour and a bit away. So that's civilization. And uh, if you, basically, we, there's a very heavy emphasis on safety because, um, it takes an hour for the helicopter to get there. Sure. Uh, so if there's an injury or accident or something like that. Um, but basically, it's just a group of skydivers. You come together and you are, how we were talking about the bubble. This is like the bubble within the bubble. You are absorbed by skydiving. You finish the day. You have a couple beers. There's a day tape, obviously like a regular boogie or an event on. And then you, you wander off to your tent or your camper, which is, you know, 100 meters away. And then you get up at the at sunlight at the sunrise and you you go again and it's just it's basically I would I know a boogie people say it's like a festival but it's proper like a like a if you think about a music festival it's like a week long music festival minus the music I mean there's, a, there's DJs playing but it's it's skydiving sure and it's just and we had we had like twenty five load organizers Whoa. for about one hundred and twenty participants and then. Yeah, 20, 25 load organizers. And these guys are awesome. Like, there's a few internationals there, like Matt Mano, Matt Leonard, he's a PD pilot. Although we had him on a Petra all week. So that was good. Um, <laughs> hey, Maddie. And then, uh, and then all the Aussies, and they were just shredding. And these day tapes, you're watching them just going, like, oh, I didn't even know you could do that. Like, that seems to be defying physics. So it's just basically a week in the middle of nowhere where you are engulfed. It's kind of like an airborne Burning Man, yeah? It's a commune. It's a a retreat. Yeah, Yeah, that's a really good way of describing it. Nice. Now, pre-podcast... I'm not sure retreat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe a recovery at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Pre-podcast, you were telling me you were doing some pretty uh, uh, cutting-edge swooping yourself. Uh, What do you mean? Out there? Or... Some about uh, some about toggle whip and a Petra. Oh no, no, I wasn't toggle whipping. No, so Kurt <laughs> <I, laughs> Bartholomew, me. This one's for you, mate. I was running a shoulder injury, which I which I got from non skydiving um, earlier in the year, and obviously being a skydiver, I was like, yeah, it'll be right, it'll come <laughs> right, and it didn't come right. But I just kept powering through. So I actually spent my my week at um, Funny Farm on uh, thanks to Lee McCormick. Thanks, mate. Macca, he was uh, giving me because he has a shoulder injury as well. He was giving me anti-inflammatories, and <laughs> I was getting it. I was stealing his massage gun at the start of every day, and I just basically had a little rotator cuff injury, which I lean forward quite a lot when I when I land, which is how I use my rears, and uh, that was just not really an option. So I was doing these big turns. I was trying to lean forward, and I was like, nope, not today. So I was basically swooping the bond on toggles all week. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah. And then I think on the last day, I was like, right, I got uh, I got it strapped up by the physio out there, uh, Greg Whitehead, absolute legend, one of our athletes on Block Party. He he basically sat me down and gave it this really good working. 
and then strapped it up and I was like, cool. And I took uh, one anti-inflammatory and it allowed me to actually do a morning of proper swooping, which was nice. Nice. Albeit I post I posted a video that was filmed by a guy out there, Trent, who was just shooting, who was filming and doing drone footage all day. And he was yes, he was crushing it. Anyway, that foot I just posted as a reel uh, a week ago. And that video is just me doing a carve and dragging the water. Some people might have seen it. And that <laughs> what it doesn't show is after I flare and he turns the camera off, I'm basically like hanging over, holding onto my shoulder. And I was like, <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. So, yeah. So I, I couldn't really do the, use the rear. So I just kind of gave up. I was like, yeah, I'm going to toggles, which is funny because obviously I'm known as being a swooper. And I got out there and people expect a certain level of swoop from you. And then they just see me coming in on this Petra and I just go to toggles and they're like, what's up with Chris? <laughs> it's like, hey, don't worry, guys. Toggles are in. Toggles are cool. Man, oh, man. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. Obviously, shoulders uh, uh, are a common injury in skydiving, very common injury in skydiving. And uh, I got to say, most of us are kind of idiots um, and we don't give it the time that they need to heal. Again, pre-podcast, I had told you about when I had tore my shoulder, had surgery, they told me three or four months, but I had just gotten a gig at a super busy drop zone. And three weeks later, I was chucking drogues, uh, uh, granted an abbreviated throw every time I would throw it. Um, and it, it the lazy throw. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, and it's, it's, uh, if I could give any advice to anybody, especially the newcomers coming up, man, oh man let your injuries heal. You got a long time to skydive. And if you don't, you're going to be like me and Chris soon to be you not fucking sleeping through the night. Cause you got to wake up and stretch and crack and Oh, fuck me, man. Oh, it, it was, it was, it was definitely not my smartest option. And I was like, Matt Gyro Boogie, I'll power through this one and I'll be good. And what's stupid was I did the Aussie New Zealand nationals earlier in the, um, in the year. And, uh, and it wasn't too bad, but that definitely did. I was really pushing hard on like leaning forward and doing my normal thing. And again, um, Maka was looking after me. And I remember very naively thinking, like, it took about two days for the anti-inflammatories really to, to sort of get to the point where I was like, yeah, no, my shoulder feels not fine now. And I remember finishing the competition and I was like, eh, how strong are those, you know, how strong are those painkillers anyway? I was like, I think my shoulder's good. I think it's fine because I finished the, the event with no, like not feeling any pain. And I was like, it feels strong. It felt good again. <laughs> I got back to New Zealand and I went and did one test jump. And I was like, yeah, the painkillers were definitely doing their job because <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it's worked. Yeah. Uh, so that yeah. was, then, yeah. So then I, I tried to, I took it a bit easier, finished gyro boogie and um, had a nice holiday after that with uh, my fiance now. Shy. You got engaged, okay. man. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. Yes. Shout out to her. Love you, baby. She's in bed sick right now, trying to nurse her back to health. Anyway, uh, so after the boogie, I was like, right, I'm not jumping. We went to Bali, came back to New Zealand, and I was like, I'm just not jumping, not jumping. And um, started stretching, doing, my, doing more mobility stuff. And yeah, it's, it's at a point now where it's definitely a lot stronger, but now I need to stretch it. So nice. Yeah, like you said, if you have an injury and you're young, take a couple of months off now because in the future, it's going to be years of this cup oh yeah people. man yeah, yeah. So, i didn't even do it something cool i like i i was playing um i was playing touch rugby in new zealand at the start of the year in summer and i got tripped over and i just fell on my arm funny and i was like cool didn't think anything of it and then yep. um yeah and just made it worse and worse so. it's shit on the ground man shit on the ground every time that's what gets you 
So now sure. speaking of the new fiance, does she jump? She does. Yeah. So we met, um, we actually met, she did the skydiving school uh, coming up on three years ago. Um, it's up in Auckland now. So the same school I did got moved up to, to Auckland and I'm, if well, I'm not an instructor of hers, I was just out there test jumping. So I, it's not that I didn't take it for a tandem. I wasn't doing her AFS. <laughs> I was out there and, uh, and yeah, we just, we met out there. Nice. And then, yeah, it's slipped into her DMs, as the kids say, and we went for a date and then just sort of never stopped seeing each other. Dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, on to the, the the next chapter and multiple facets of your life, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's no, really, really, cool. really, really happy. So I got engaged a couple of weeks ago now. And I'll tell you what, just a little insight. I had a, I had this big romantic thing planned, and it was still romantic, but part of the romantic thing was you know, being able to speak properly when I asked her to marry me. <laughs> she started crying and then I started crying and I was like, I am not maintaining this very well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I just like pushed the ring on her finger. I'm like, we're done. Let's have a yeah. <laughs> That's actually very similar to how mine went, although it was funny because I got down on one knee and, and uh, uh, it was in a restaurant and uh, I had a friend there that was helping run interference and I do the proposal. And I had told my friend before I got down on one knee, I'm like, she's going to not be able to speak and she's going to cry. That's all that's going to happen. Yeah. I got down on one knee. She started crying. I put the ring on her finger. She kept crying. The crowd's clapping. Then they stopped clapping and she still hadn't said anything. And I got up and they started clapping again and she still hadn't said anything. And my friend's like, did you say yes? And she's just shaking her head, still screaming. And I'm like, but are you? <laughs> so yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. Yeah. yeah. So, no, hey, it uh, was good. It was, it was cool. No, no. Super cool. Super cool. Uh, one one last thing about uh, um, the uh, the gyro stuff before I let you go. You guys are doing a um, a little contest. Yes, tell so me about right it. now. We're running. Yeah, we're running the. It's called five seconds of. Um, it's called five seconds of fuck year, but we changed the hashtag to five seconds of f year. If you look at the hashtag, it looks like five seconds off year, <laughs> which cracks. I don't know why that cracks me up. Anyway, so five seconds hashtag five seconds of f year. Uh, and basically, if you if you go to on Instagram, you can um, go to our, our link in the bio. And you've got the link tree there. You go into that and you'll click on the five seconds of fun. You need to have a, for anyone wondering if they've tried, you need to have a website account. So make sure you're signed up to our website. You have an account and you're logged in to upload footage. Basically, just follow the instructions and you just got to upload your, your five seconds of trimmed clip, whether it's in story sort of um, format or or widescreen doesn't matter five seconds of fuck yeah so it could be you doing a mean swoop you don't need to be experienced it could be you just jumping with a mate but just show us that five seconds of fuck yeah you upload it and then we we i'm not sure who's judging it yet. we're going to go through it and the winner will get a free canopy That's so awesome yeah and if you're think if you're if you're listening and thinking oh, i don't swoop i don't do um, i'm new it's five seconds of fuck yeah doesn't mean it's five seconds of you know Sky Ninja 3000, it means just five seconds of you showing us like you this, this awesome, awesome moment for you. Because yep. that's what we're all about, you know, Gyro as a company. And we, we just, we want to inspire the fuck year. So, which is it, the way it should onto be. It. Yeah, for sure, man. Get, so I mean, get it, onto it and you, uh, yeah, you might win yourself a canopy. It doesn't have to be the the badasses, man. Me and my uh, friends uh, actually once won a drop zone uh, film competition by filming me walking around New Jersey in drag. That's awesome. <laughs> as you do. So as good. you do. Yeah, I know, but that's like, yeah, five seconds. You just 
you'd be amazed what you can get into five seconds. So, Hell yes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Is five seconds is actually, especially with modern social media, that's a good size clip, man. You can you can put together something really cool in five seconds. Yeah, and it it doesn't need to be an edit either. It can just be, in fact, just a raw clip is quite nice as well. Yeah, so, yeah for sure. Yeah, there's there's a lot, there's a lot, and there's no limit to entering, man. If you have, you know, twenty different five second clips you want to chuck in there, throw them in. Each one awesome. counts. Awesome. Um, yeah. when's it when's it Dubai? That's a really good question, and I should know that, Dean. I will um, I will put <laughs> it in the I will put it in the description. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think we're running it for the next least few weeks maybe month uh awesome. to give people yeah but get get onto it now is what i would say yeah, yeah for sure for sure now um as we finish things up anything coming up any big events any exciting stuff that we should know about or it's a, a little bit of calm after the big rebrand are there any uh, um any big boogies any other than the competition uh well we've got a couple of things in the works is something if you just keep an eye out on our socials might be, there's yeah. be a, a few people that are going to be interested on it i can't say too much more than that but you guys are sneaky fuckers out. man such sneaky fuckers do you know what it's so much fun doing that sort of stuff of course it we is started this we've started something now and people probably don't even know what's going on or have even noticed it and um someone in house was like i don't really get it and i was like exactly that's exactly the point <laughs> We want people to be like seeing this stuff going like, what the fuck is that about? That's weird. And just like, yeah. So you guys are the, uh, the, uh, the Andy Kaufman's of skydiving. You just do shit for your own amusement. (laughs) Oh man. Like gotta have fun. I I think we do. We're we're good at doing that stuff. And then there's other times where we're just like a lot of companies like, you can't see behind the curtain. And we're just like, Hey, come on by. We'll open the curtains up. Have a look. Especially when we like being quite open with it, like showing people the process of R and D and stuff. But sometimes it's nice to be a little bit secretive and just have a little play because it's good fun. I mean, ultimately, skydiving is all about fun, so there's no reason why like our marketing and all that sort of stuff shouldn't be the same. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, speaking of, um, with all the changes, where are people going to get information on you guys? What's the website? What's the social media? Not just for the company, but for you as well, if they want to come watch you uh, toggle swoop a pond. Oh, I haven't. I don't think I've posted any troubleshooting. I'll, I'll try and find some. Um, so for the company, we're at Fly Gyro. So at Fly Gyro. Gyro is J Y R O. Anyone's interested? The website is uh, gyro.com. Nice and simple. Uh, if you go to any of our old stuff, which is you know MZA, you'll just be directed straight there. Same on Instagram. If you if you go to uh, like our old handle, it'll t- basically take you to an account that tells you to come to Fly Gyro. Um, and then, yeah, my my handle is at chris.j.stuart if you're interested. But to be honest, you know, like you probably see everything I do just ends up getting posted on Gyro anyway because because I have a, uh, access to both accounts, I can promote myself. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Shamelessly. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's kind of yeah. the way of things these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Chris, man, as yeah. always, a pleasure catching up. Uh, uh, I'm glad you're doing so good. I'm glad that the rebrand went as well as it did. I hope the shoulder mends up. And again, congratulations on getting engaged, man. That's cool. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Pleasure as always. And uh, yeah, I guess the next one's going to roll around and we'll be a couple of years older. Yep. Yep. Something along those lines, man. <laughs> Take yeah, yeah. care, Chris. <laughs> Cheers, bro. We'll see- Well, there you have it. Another episode of the Lunatic Fringe Podcast brought to you as always by, well, wait, not as always, actually. 
brought to you now by Gyro. Formerly known as Enziero Sports, you'll head to gyro.com for their next level line of canopies. By Pussfoot, the extreme sports collective. Head over to pussfoot.com to check it out. By Summit Parachute Systems, check out summitparachutesystems.com to talk to Jarrett Martin and the gang about kick-ass pilot rigs, rigging courses, and more. By Flyaway Indoor Skydiving, go to flyawaytn.com and check out all the cutting-edge stuff to come. By Pure Spectrum CBD, head to purespectrumcbd.com to check out their wide range of CBD products. And as for us, head to the lunaticfringepodcast.com to listen to any of the hundreds of episodes currently available, hit the link for our YouTube channel, pick up your copy of the Lunatic Fringe book or The Accidental Stripper, and get a sneak peek at upcoming guests. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.